Hello, Whispers, and welcome back to the Residual Whispers podcast. Every week, we explore a new haunted location or paranormal occurrence from around the world. I'm your host, Sky, And I am your co-host, Brian. And this week on episode 17 of Residual Whispers, we are bringing you our very first listener's tale, Kaylee's tale to be exact. Our dear, dear friend Kaylee, who we love very, very much, sent us the story a while back. And it seemed like the perfect time to kind of bring it to you guys, as well as bring you guys a little update on us and the madness of the world and <laughs> all that crazy nonsense. So, hey. Yeah, truth. So, we definitely just wanted to check in with you guys and let you know that we're still here. Absolutely. We're still going to be doing the damn thing. We still love doing the damn thing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, a lot of unexpected occurrences unexplained occurrences, if you will. If you will, honestly. Um, have been happening in both Brian and I's lives. Uh, oh, Brian's yeah. going to be moving into an apartment soon, so mm-hmm. he's been getting that under control. His uh, sweet baby dog is coming out from Hawaii. My Scarlet, my Scarlet is being shipped out to me come that time, who I've not seen in months, and I miss her dearly. And getting life just back on track after a crazy whirlwind of restarting life and now it's starting to kind of feel like it's falling into place but it's still chaotic and it's just then each day you know each day brings its own challenges yeah Mm -hmm. so brian's had a lot of things going on just getting his life in order which i'm so proud of him but um yeah as far as i go i mean just full transparency i'm going through a really rough time right now um if you guys saw our instagram and facebook posts i've been dealing with a bit of some odd health issues that I've had to be looking into going to the doctor for. I've spent a night in the hospital, all these things over the last couple of weeks. And then also now I'm making a career change and things are kind of up in the air and unknown um, right now. So it's just been a very stressful time. And so it's made it hard to focus on doing all the research and everything for you guys. And as you know, we never want to bring you anything less than our best. We refuse. Um, Yeah, so we're just getting to a good place to get back to it for you, but don't worry, hang tight. Um, I started doing the final research today about the uh, Colorado Museum of Prisons episode we've been promising you guys forever. Um, So this coming Wednesday, we will definitely be back on our usual scheduled day to bring you guys that episode, and it's going to be top-notch, all the good research and all that, so it'll be worth the wait. All our first-hand accounts of our first ghost hunt. Mm -hmm. And we need to get on it before our memories become foggy. I know, that's what we're talking about. We were like, oh my gosh, wait, okay. Did this happen in this order or did this happen then and then? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're going to make sure we get that out to you guys as Absolutely. soon as possible. And then we'll be doing Aokigahara the week after that. Oh, uh, so promised. excited. Yes, me too. I have a lot of people, a lot of people at work. Shout out to everybody at Biagi's. Um, everybody at work, I was telling them we're getting ready to do the suicide forest and everybody got very excited, very, very excited. So we're very excited to bring that one to you guys. Yes, most definitely. Um, but with all that being said, we just wanted to check in with you guys today. Say hello, let you know we're still here. And also we've been encouraging you guys to please send in your listener stories. If you have had any strange occurrence, if you've been on your own ghost hunt, if you've had anything creepy ever happened happened to you doesn't matter how minor it is we would love to hear about it and post about it on our website and share it on the um podcast if you're comfortable with that so you are always welcome to send emails about that to residual whispers at gmail.com dot com 
And uh, this week, we figured it would be a great time to bring you our dear friend Kaylee's story that she sent in to us. I'm sure you guys remember we've mentioned Kaylee a few times. She went on the ghost hunt with us. She is our dear third musketeer-ish kind of figure. Absolutely, yeah. And so this story that we're going to share with you that she sent to our email today is part of the reason that she is was nervous about the ghost hunt. Oh, yeah. Because she doesn't want anything to follow her home from these haunted locations um, because of past experiences. This so, is Kaylee's origin story. Yes. So we're going to get started and read Kaylee's story. Shout out to you, Kaylee. We love you. So the email that she sent us says, Hi, obviously you know who this is, but if you don't, (laughs) allow me to introduce myself. (laughs) This is your best friend, Kaylee. I want to give you a spooky story of my own for you to read on the podcast. I'm not much of a writer, so I'm sorry if it isn't written the greatest. I'm sure it's great. I know it is. I love what you are doing with the podcast, and I very much enjoy listening to you talk about all these haunted places and items that I've never known before or have needed to hear more about. Attached is a PDF that hopefully isn't too long. Love you. We love you more. Yes, love you, Kaylee. So the story is titled The Lee Family Haunting. When I was a teenager, my house was haunted for, I'd say, about a year. I will preface this by saying that my sister and my mom have been very in tune with spirits throughout my life, and I can feel the pressures of when a spirit is around, but have never really been able to communicate with them. One night, my mom went to this place called the Lee Family Home in Black Forest in Colorado Springs. It's said to be a portal, and people have mentioned not to fuck with it. Mm -hmm. Side note, it stayed standing during the Black Forest fire while surrounding areas all burned. Spooky. Way kooky spooky. Yeah, so um, for our non-Colorado listeners, the Black Forest fire was a really big deal here in Colorado Springs. I can't remember what year specifically that was. I remember that being the year that that was Michaela's big birthday trip where like me and Nia and Tori and I want to say JC and a whole bunch of that group, we all went up to Parker and literally we were in Parker for that weekend. And as we were coming home, we saw the glow of the fire. Right. And so maybe I think that was for your 16. freshman year, my sophomore year, maybe my sophomore year, junior, I want to say, yeah, maybe I want to say that. Yeah. So maybe so, like, wow, we're like really bad at this. 2012, <laughs> 2012-ish. Yes. The end of the world year. The end of the world Brian's going to look it up. I am going to double but, check this because yeah, this, we should know this. <laughs> I agree. This fire was like a really big deal here. And um, Black Forest is one of the few places in Colorado Springs that's still like kind of wilderness. There's a lot of um, wildlife there and a lot of hiking trails and a lot of people just living out there in peace in the forest on their land with their horses and all that stuff. It's one of the lesser developed parts of Colorado Springs that I'm very thankful is still being left alone, True. honestly. But did you find it? Yes. So the Black Forest Fire, we were close. It was 2013. And you guys listen to this. So it burned a total of 14,200 acres, approximately 58 square kilometers. Jeez. And then 511 homes. Right. Super sad. It was devastating. And you can still see the damage from it if you drive out to Black Forest today. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I remember the sky being so orange. Yep. I lived close enough to Black Forest that yep. there was smoke Smoky. in the air and the ash coming down. Yep. So it was it was scary. Yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, so it was a major fire. And as Kaylee pointed out here, the Lee family home was one of the homes that everything burned around but not this house. Which is... 
really spooky for all of us here in Colorado Springs. Yeah, this house is pretty well known for sure. Spooky, so. spooky. It says, I remember watching this tape on the camcorder. Yes, I did say camcorder. I'm getting <laughs> older and I know 30 is coming up sooner than later, but we don't have to talk about that. LOL. <laughs> oh my gosh. Love, love that. Yeah. <laughs> of my mom and my cousin visiting the property. The angle was facing towards the ground, so you could barely make out exactly what was going on. But I saw her purple pajamas with rainbows on them and the bud light in her hand. I guess my cousin wanted to go on a late night drunk adventure with someone that night. And my mom is a down ass bitch. <laughs> so she had to go. I love it. They love knocked on the Karen. front door. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's hilarious. Total down ass bitch. That down ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they knocked on the front door when they got there and a man answered. She later told me his eyes rolled into the back of his head. But he told them something along the lines of you're not supposed to be here. They ran off the property and left shortly after. As they ran, all I saw in the video was my mom's two little legs trying to keep up with my cousin. She's 4'11", so she had to put in that work running after my 5'9 cousin. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I've heard too, like, so the Lee Family Home has been on some TV shows and stuff. It has. Yep, it's been featured on a couple, probably Discovery Plus and stuff like that. Right, yeah. And um, I have heard, though, they're very protective of the property now. Though. Oh, they do yeah. not let people just come check it out. They don't want you knocking on their door and asking questions with every right that they have. But um, well, It's also because a bunch of shithead Colorado teenagers also probably try to break onto their property all the damn time. So. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, they do not like people coming and knocking on the door. So she's right. Mama's a down-ass bitch and she's got balls. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. At this time, my mom and dad were divorced, so we were swapping houses on a week-to-week -week basis. So she must have gone on a week that I was at my dad's house. And I can't recall exactly when I noticed the haunting, but something or someone had latched onto my mom that night and came back with her. Ooh. I wouldn't say the spirit was evil. It was just kind of like an extra roommate in the house. They would turn my TV off when I was watching it and turn it on when I didn't need it on. So inconvenient, I know. <laughs> Open the fridge, turn sinks on and off, and heat up the microwave with nothing in it. Our mm. cats would meow at corners sometimes, and when my mom was at home, the activity seemed more progressed, but it was something that I just grew to ignore. One night, my friend Deja was over having a sleepover with me and my sister, and we were babysitting my brother for the night. He was about one at the time. We were 14, and my sister was 12. To give you a visualization of the house, it was two-bedroom, 2.5-bathroom townhouse with a kitchen, living room, and bathroom on the main level, and the two rooms upstairs with a loft dividing them. My sister and I shared a bedroom, and my brother was in the loft area, and my mom had her own room. There was a crawl space under the stairs on the main level that had a ladder that went under the house for extra storage, so it was safe to say we thought that was the creepiest part of this place. We were watching a movie together and the door creaked open slowly to the small room. It was behind the couch and Deja turned around, then looked at me and said, hell no, fuck this, and called her mom to pick her up. Smart. I still laugh about that to this day because my sister and I still had to stay there and watch my brother for the night and coexist with the spirit. And she wanted nothing to do with the spirit or my house after that. That's called I intelligence. Tried to <laughs> Shout out Deja. <laughs> Seriously. I tried to tell her they were a nice spirit and they never bothered anyone, but she wasn't going to wait around to see. Mm -mm. Super freaking creepy. Love that. I hate the thought of like, you know, you see it on scary movies and stuff, like doors opening by themselves and you're like, okay, that's not that scary. But if it happens to you, 
True. Like, no thanks. Like, I'm not no. about it. Even, like, watching it, even, like, in the dumb little paranormal activity movies, like, when those doors and stuff creep open and stuff, I still kind of get, like, a chill down my spine. Yeah. Because I'm like, Ugh. Definitely. Like, in real, real life haunting, some of the simplest shit is the scariest. Absolutely. Drawers opening on their own. That thing she said about the microwave. Well, like and cooking, it's so powerful, nothing. too, because it's that little shit that's going to make you feel like you're going crazy. Right. Like. Because could this be explained? Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Shortly after that night, my mom had someone come over and bless the house when my sister and I were at my dad's house for the week. I'm not a religious person, and I kind of don't know what I really believe in, but I know there are forces out there beyond our control. And after that, the spirit never coexisted with us again. I love how she's using the word coexisted. I love her. So it's safe to say that it worked. It was interesting to experience, and I'm thankful I never felt scared in the presence of that spirit. Maybe they just needed a way out of the Lee family home. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't really know how to conclude this story, but maybe I'll get my sister to write in to tell you about her experiences with the paranormal in the present day. Cassie, we would love to hear Cassie, from you. Cassie, I want the other half. Absolutely. Send it. That would be super cool. She works in the evidence unit at the police station, and they have to keep items in there from homicides, drug cases, theft cases, etc. until the cases are closed. So there are some souls trapped there by the items kept in the basement, and her coworkers witness different spooky things all the time. Thank you for taking the time to read my story on your podcast. I'm super proud of you for creating episodes that make me laugh, as well as giving me insight on some super wild places that I'd love to go visit someday and items that I would never touch. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> you both are very talented and have executed your vision flawlessly. Oh, oh babe. I love you Stop. both always, Kaylee. How cute. I'm like Kaylee, crying. That was written so Stop. well. That was awesome, babe. I loved that was freaking awesome. It was funny and it was oh, detailed. It was, it was Kaylee to a T. I agree. I, I like I heard you telling it, Kaylee. Oh my god. Brian's getting teary. I am I'm emotional, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Kaylee. That's love really you, so sweet. That thank you sweet. for supporting us so much. Freaking awesome. We love all you guys. Absolutely. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this little tale. And it gave you some insight into what we're looking for. As you can see, doesn't need to be super long. Doesn't no. need to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be a five-star novel like our dear Sky puts together every week. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, no, just give us anything creepy that's happened that you would like to share with us or with the world. Email it to us again at residualwhispers at gmail.com. .com. We will post it on the blog for others to read. And if you're comfortable with it, let us know in your email and we'll share it on the podcast. So I love it. we would Seriously. love to see more of these little listener stories from you guys. I know this is the, definitely the kind of thing we would love to do from time to time. And it kind of gives us a little like some to look forward to kind of like exactly. a new thing. It's like a new thing in our usual um, routine yeah. that we're used to doing. So, And it'll help us build like a residual whispers community. Oh yeah. It'll help us all get connected and to know one another and hear some of the stories of other people who are listening just like you. So I think it would be super awesome. Uh, Brian and I still have stories that we need to share with you oh, guys yeah. that Absolutely. we haven't told yet. Um, one, of, one of the creepiest ones that Brian and I have been through together was also in Black Forest. Yes, it was. And if you look into Black Forest, Colorado, you'll see that it is, it is considered a very haunted place. Like saw when you, some weird shit that night. Mm-hmm. And when you go there during the day, though, like it's really not that bad. But at night, it definitely has a vibe. It's it, there's, a yeah, it's true. The vibe definitely changes at night. That's for sure. Yeah, Oof. definitely. Oof, so, yeah, so we have tons of stories. Shoot. And that's something we'd love to do. Put together just episodes. 
bring you guys a story or two or three, and then we can be like, oh, well, you know, this kind of reminds us of this story for us, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, Actually, Brian, why don't we go ahead and, and give a little synopsis of that Night in Black Forest? <laughs> Let's tell them about it. I mean, it fits with Kaylee's Black Forest story. It does. I mean, it fits kind of perfectly. We are talking Black Forest here. I mean, shoot. So um, basically, we went with our friend Angie, who we also love. I believe Anna was also there. Maybe Anna, yeah. I know that Nia was there. Nia was there. And there, that girl, Janae. Janae was there. Emma mm-hmm. was there, too, wasn't she? I don't think so. No. I have a picture from that night. Megan was there. Megan Shout was there. Shout out to Megan. I know we she listens. We also love you, Megan. Yeah. But anyway, to not give out names without, you know. I know. Shoot. We're kind of like not asking anyone's permission, <laughs> but you know, at least we are only giving you first names. Yes. So. But we had a little crew of our closest friends together that night. And I think that it must have been either a weekend night or during the summer or something because Angie, our friend who we already mentioned, is was older than the rest of us. And so she was the one who would drive us all around, go on all these kooky adventures. And there was multiple times that like Angie would take us to like go to abandoned houses and check them out and like do all these fun, spooky things. And so one night Angie picks us up with plans to go check out this super creepy property that she knew of in Black Forest. Now, I don't remember anymore where it was i couldn't tell you where it is for the life of me i have no idea how we got there i mean we went in like the middle of the night so of course it was like dark and weird anyway but i have no idea where it was at it It felt like we stepped into another it was it was basically so so where we ended up in black forest it was this big open plot of land in between all the trees and there was a barn like furthest away from us Mm -hmm. and then there was like a little like run down mobile home kind of thing um that looked like it had been abandoned for like yeah it was either like a mobile home or like a little shack or something yeah it was was like like, a little living space but it was very small yeah i think it was i remember it being more of like a mobile home for sure and ugh, it was just wild. So just to give you guys, and it was all, wasn't it a full moon that night or it was pretty damn I thought, close. It was like bright outside. That's it was what, bright outside. It was outside. a weird ass night. And like to this day, like even just picturing it in my head, it's like a painting. Like, Liter- it was it literally was. It was it literally honestly. like a horror movie. And so like Angie took us to this property and we met up outside the property along this like fence to yep. the property yep. with three of Angie's like friends who we never saw again. They were three dudes. And yeah. we met up with the, her friends, and they were telling us, the rest of us, youngins, about, youngins. <laughs> about um, how this property, apparently the father of the family that lived on this property had killed his family and then hung himself in said barn that Brian was talking yeah. about. Yeah. So this is the creepy-ass story we get. And then they tell us, oh, by the way, there's a caretaker of the property, and if he sees you, he's going to shoot you. He does come out and do, like, checks of the property and everything, and he will shoot you if he catches us on this property. Yeah, that was fun. That so was a like, nice touch. of course, us dumb high schoolers were like, "All right, sounds Whatever. good. Let's go." I don't care. Don't trespass. Don't trespass. <laughs> not don't a good do idea. That. We do not encourage it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Brian. So go ahead. What so God. Okay. So then we like we all kind of go out. We like step onto the like property and everything, and we start making our way to the little mobile home shack thing. And because we went in there first, right? Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we go in there. And we open the door. And so it opens into the teeny tiny little living room area. 
And all that's in this little living room area is a coffee table. Mm-hmm. And was there a little rundown couch? There was a little rundown couch. I think couch. there was. There was, a there little, was some few other weird yeah, little things, there was, pots and pans. Yeah, there was a little rundown couch against the wall as you walked in, and then a coffee table, and then a few like weird little things here and there. The wallpaper had weird what looked like dry blood stains mm-hmm. on it. So did the coffee table. It had obviously been um, like people had gone right. in there and fucked shit up. Like there fuck was shit like up. spray paint Definitely. on the walls. There was stuff. spray paint shit, but there were some spots that it did. It dead ass looked like dried blood. Mm-hmm. But the creepiest thing of all that was in this freaking room was a weird little homemade doll that was just sitting in the middle of the coffee table. And it was it literally was just this thrown together homemade thing like it had like a big puppy skirt, you know, little arms that were sticking out and like kind of straw like hair. Oh my god. And there was like a couple of burnt ass ca- candles yep, there set were burnt next to candles, it. Yep. And there was salt around it. Yep. Like someone had done some kind of ritual and then drawn on the floor around this coffee table on which the doll is sitting on is a pentagram. Ugh, the whole thing was like <laughs> I remember walking in and I think my initial reaction was, oh, they're totally fucking with us. Like, right. they set this shit up. Like, mm-hmm. they're totally, like, fucking with us. This isn't real, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but then, okay, you guys. So, Brian is very in touch with this stuff. You'll oh, my see, God. I'm very sensitive. Yeah, when we do our uh, episode next week about the prison museum and our experiences there, there was a moment where something was, like, messing with Brian. Yeah. It was touching him. It was yeah. touching his ears. And he became very uncomfortable very quickly oh yeah but he stood his ground he stood in the same spot and he took it like like a real trooper i'm a true aaron goodwin (laughs) but yeah so everybody starts saying well let's go out to the barn because this is where this dude supposedly hung himself right right so he said everyone's saying let's go out to the barn and brian is looking at us like no i'm literally like no 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 fuck no hell no we're not going to the barn no one go to the barn yeah, Don't go to he the was telling us that he had a feeling that if we went out to that barn, something bad was going to happen. I knew it. I could just feel it. Like, I just knew it. I literally, we stepped out of the mobile home, looked at the barn, everyone started talking about going to it, and then it just, like, came over me like this, like, panic. Yeah. I was like... His eyes were big, and he was telling us, like, guys, something is telling me, like, I feel like something is communicating with me. We could not go in there. Yes. And I think you, you were almost kind of saying, like, some, like, one of the spirits or something there was, like, trying to tell you, like, well, don't go in was, there. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what all was said. Something definitely was trying but to tell me no. Of like, course, we dumbasses were like, whatever, Yeah, Brian. they all said, fuck you, Brian. We're still going. <laughs> but then... So, literally, it was so weird. So, like Brian and I are saying, the moon was full. It was a bright-ass night. You see the beautiful trees and there's this open field around this barn and the barn is just like shining in the moonlight. It really is. It was so bright. It It was was so bright. Like, yeah. And so I still have that vision of walking toward it and just the moon shining. And so we start walking down this like little path that goes between this mobile home, whatever it was, and the barn. And so, dipshits. yeah, and there was like tree trunks falling over that we had to like go over and like it was not an easy path to traverse. And some of us were wearing sandals. So we were like, this is yeah, not great. Real, How are we going to run from the guy with the gun if we need to? And now keep in mind, I am not going. I did not go with them. I stood my ground right by that mobile home and I like they all took off in the single file line, started walking toward the barn and I was like, bye. <laughs> I ain't going. Right. Like, 
So as we're walking towards the barn too, we start to get close to it. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it was me. I feel like it might've been me, but I, I don't know who you. else pointed it out. We literally dead stopped. And I said, guys, what is that in front of the barn? Do you guys see those mm-hmm. shapes out in front of the barn? And we're all looking and suddenly this thing lifts its head up. And it's literally in this beautiful moonlight, in this little clearing in this movie-like scene is a mama bear and her cub yep. standing outside of this barn. Yep. And she lifts her head up and she looks at us. Dead at And them. we are all frozen. Yep. And then all of a sudden, we just freak out and take off. We turn around. We start running back as fast as we can across that path to where Brian's waiting for us. Yep. And we're freaking out. And to this day, like, I just feel like though that bear was protecting us. Yeah, because um, they were like, hmm, well, you're not going to take the boys' warning, so. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, like, I've heard stories about, obviously, there's bears in Black Forest and stuff like that. But, like, as many times as I've been out there and stuff. I've never just, like, I've never seen one. I've never, like, heard of them. Just the fact that that bear just happened to be in that clearing. Mm-hmm. In that moment with her little cub, which you don't want to fuck with a mama bear with her no. cub. No. And she scared the shit out of all of us. And I feel like Brian was absolutely right. And if we had gone in that barn, something bad was going to happen. And that bar- that bear was there to scare us away and get us out of there. Right. So, so, so interesting. But then it didn't end there. So we left. We all packed in the car um, or the truck, whatever Angie. I think Angie's it was, little. It was, uh, it was like a Jeep or. I was like, it was like, like a Jeep or something. Yeah. yeah. And um, all of a sudden, I'm in the back seat, and I just start like freaking out. And I'm like, guys, we have to go back. Oh we yeah. We have to go back. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like. You're joking, right? And I'm like, no, like we have to go back. And we're like, you're and the one that wanted to leave. Exactly. Brian. Everyone's like, Brian, you're the one that was like, we can't go in there. We have to leave and everything. And that's like, I know, but I was like, but now, like, I'm like, we have to go back. We didn't go back. Obviously, everyone <laughs> told me, convinced me I was like out of my mind. But I have no idea why the hell I just started being like, we have to go back. Because right. why the fuck would I have wanted it? I wouldn't have wanted to go I back. Know. Like, so, it's so weird. It it's was a really weird like experience. some kind of spirit was communicating with Brian. It was and so it's weird. like or like multiple or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then it's almost like at the same time as something was trying to tell Brian that we shouldn't go in there, something else was upset that we didn't end up exactly. going inside. Exactly. It felt like a tug of war. Yeah. Kind of. That's I was like, this is not right. Something mm-hmm. is not right. So it really seems like the spirits that are in Black Forest are gnarly. Like they yeah. do not play. They they get attached and they they seem to be angry. And I don't really know the history of Black Forest or why these spirits well, would be there. Black but... Forest has such a freaking in depth history because yeah. it's so huge and you know the earliest yeah. records of Black Forest and anything. I'm sure there's been all kinds of crazy ish that's happened. Of course, yeah. But ugh. Nice. I'll never forget that. So this ended up being a little impromptu Black Forest episode. It did a little bit. I was like, shoot, this is just Black Forest now at this point. Brought you Kaylee's tale, brought you our tale. Shoot. Yeah. So now we finally shared with you guys one of our own experiences, which I'm really glad we got the chance to do that. that, Because that was definitely one of the creepiest things that's ever happened. And I would definitely say that was one of the things, that was one of the experiences that taught me I was definitely sensitive to things. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not psychic or medium or anything weird like that. I just know that I'm sensitive. So (laughs) that's the story I've been wanting forever to write in a listener tale to morbid. And that is one that I need to send into morbid. Yeah. We love morbid. And so that would be a really cool one to send into them. But yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you have a creepy story that you want to share with us, please send it to us. 
Big shout out to Kaylee for being the first one to send in her tail to us. The and we already gave her a tail. t-shirt, so she got her prize for being the first one to send True, in True, she story. did. She did. She got <laughs> but, an official residual whispers long sleeve. Absolutely. But if you guys maybe want to score some free merch at some point, we would love for you to send in your stories to us, and you never know what may happen. You never know. We may give you a gift. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you on Wednesday for finally our museum, prison museum episode. First ghost hunt. Yes. And we can't wait to share that with you. Thank you guys so much for all your support and sticking with us through this turbulent time. Yeah, I'm absolutely certain that life is just as crazy and chaotic for all of you as it is for us. And hopefully, you know, when you tune into Sky and I, we can at least be a little bit of relief for you and distract you from all the nonsense that life throws at you because it's kind of what we do every week when we record it for you. We get to kind of escape the bullshit nonsense of life for a little while and go dive into our little kooky, spooky, happy place. Yeah, absolutely. And we would love, we will love to be here supporting you guys through the holiday season because we know that that's a stressful time for most. And we will be here to soothe you with terrifying tales. (laughs) So I'm your host, Sky. And I am your co-host, Brian. And remember, (laughs) if it feels like there's somebody there, there probably is. Bye. Adios. Thank you for being a part of the Residual Whispers community. This podcast was created, written, and hosted by Skylar Daniels, co-hosted by Brian Grace, and edited and produced by Michael Liddell. You can check out all evidence, photos, and stories at residualwhispers.blog. You can contact us with your own paranormal stories, comments, or questions by sending an email to residualwhispers at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate it if you followed us on Instagram at residualwhispersblog and help us grow by subscribing to the blog to receive notifications every time we post. We hope you enjoyed listening and we can't wait to share our next paranormal story with you.